0: so this is today today is yesterday and tomorrow is also today
1: you traveled through time to the present yes yeah I don't think you get how time travel works
0: it's like we're stuck you know like a like a needle on a scratch record I wake up every day right here right in Punxsutawney and it's always February second. It's one of those infinite time loop situations you might have heard about. It's a thing it? where the same day keeps happening. Time, 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 ah! time,
1: time. Slow down! What are you in a damn time loop or something?
0: Ah! Well, it's Groundhog Day again. And that must mean that I'm Professor Robert E. G. Black, and I'm here with comedian and podcast socialite Alice Lauren, here to discuss Groundhog Day.
1: Hi! Hey, yes. <laughs> again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, how many times have you seen this movie?
1: <laughs> I, not as much as you. I think I've seen it a couple times. I think I saw it like once when I was little, and then I did a podcast episode about it a couple years back. It's on the Now You've Seen It podcast that we had a couple years back. Okay. Um so yeah, I've seen it, I think just like a couple of times.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've I've everyone listening to the show should know by now I've seen it 400 and something times. Mm-hmm. I don't know an exact number. So, I'm very familiar with this minute 5 we are leaving Pittsburgh and not quite getting to Punxsutawney yet. We have the song playing Find Your weatherman as they drive out of Pittsburgh and head east. I would point out from something I did in my blog, this was day 134 of the blog entry entitled, There's a Lot of Things Really Wrong With. It was one of my many battles with the IMDb goofs page for this movie, Mm -hmm. because someone said that the news van is shown heading west on Parkway East in Pittsburgh and taking a ramp headed north on Fort Duquesne Boulevard, and I nitpicked the crap out of it at the time. This was in 2014 or 2013. When did this blog start? (laughs) I don't even remember now so long ago that they were wrong about where the van was going. And then I noticed this week when I was doing my notes that they were wrong about where the van was. It's actually not on Parkway East. It's on Fort Pitt Boulevard, which is parallel to Parkway East and the street they say they turn onto, Fort Duquesne Boulevard is not actually visible in the shot because the camera doesn't go that far. So this is actually the very good route to get out of Pittsburgh. That was a lot of things of saying that the IMDb goof is still wrong. <laughs> I don't know how to update those without a paid account. I try.
1: I was going to say, you're the one qualified. I think you are the expert on this film more than anyone in it. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like you're the expert, Mark. It's
0: like I was looking up like all the directions to get from Pittsburgh. They're going on Interstate 279, which is correct. That'll take you to the 28, which will take you to the 422, which will take you to the 66, 85, 954, 210, And finally, 119, which will get you into Punxsutawney. It's about 80 miles away. And so they don't have much of a drive ahead of them. I don't know which news he just did, but probably the five o'clock. And so it's evening as they head out of town, which means it should probably be dark by the time they get there because it's February. But it's movie. But it's movie. Movies are always wrong about that. It's never twilight in a movie unless a scene requires it. Mm. It's always daytime or nighttime. Because it's too hard to set up everything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm okay with that. I forgive movies for being movies. As the song's playing, I will point out, when they drive past the houses along the crest of the hill, I don't know the exact location, but this is the only part of the movie that was actually filmed near Punxsutawney. Oh. This is the road that actually drives, one of the roads that drives into Yeah. That's all I know about it. Looking at those roads now, there's a lot more houses, so it's hard to tell which hill this was. Mm. Otherwise, no, the movie is filmed in Woodstock, Illinois, instead of Punxsutawney, because it had a town square.
1: Illinois? Who decided Illinois?
0: (laughs) Well, the production was sort of based out of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Harold Ramis is from there, and the location manager, whose name I should remember offhand, because I freaking sat down to a meal with him. uh... The name I'm struggling for is Bob Hudgens. Bob Hudgens.
1: (sighs) have
0: his freaking business card. He lives in Chicago. He's the location manager for like Chicago Fire and those NBC shows in Chicago. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. But
0: he did a lot of stuff for John Hughes movies and for uh, this. And so while it was based out of Chicago, they filmed a lot of it in Woodstock. They needed a small town that fit the story more than fit the reality. In the actual Punxsutawney, Gobbler's Knob is outside of town. It's a little hill outside the city. And they wanted the idea of this town square where the the story gets contained, just like Phil gets contained in a time loop. So then we're in the van with Larry and Phil and Rita. Phil says, can you keep a secret, Larry? I'm probably leaving PBH. This will be the last time we do the Groundhog together. I pointed out last, I think it was last episode, that a lot of this conversation, both Rita's and Larry's parts were... Instead, with a character that isn't in the movie, the executive producer, Gil Hawley, had a lot of these lines instead of Larry and Rita. And then it got changed to them, which was one of Harold Ramis's direction things for the script is that they should reduce the amount of characters, give main plot lines to main characters whenever possible.
1: And refresh my memory. Why was Rita going with them?
0: She is the producer.
1: Okay. And the producer usually goes.
0: Okay. Basically, for the location shoot, you have a producer, you have your on-screen talent, as he's going to call himself. And then you have your camera operator. And so Rita is the one that's just going to organize where they're going, what they're doing, put everything together. She really should be doing a lot more than we see in the movie. But that's partly the problem of Phil. Like she wants to cover other events going on in town. He has no interest in that. Otherwise, they would have filmed at the dance and at the ice carving and everything else. Larry says... I don't understand what's wrong with the Groundhog Festival. You know, when I worked in San Diego, I covered the Swallows returning to Capistrano six years in a row. For Gil Holly, it was 10 years in a row that he says, which I already talked about. (laughs) Phil's response to that is that he should kill the person who assigned him that. (laughs) Phil gets, um, this is reads to me like a Harold Ramis line because he likes comedy that is very on the nose. And Phil says, someday somebody is going to see me interviewing a Groundhog and think I don't have a future. Cause that is essentially setting up the whole movie in a nutshell. Yeah. He thinks he's too good for this. And so he's going to get stuck without a future,
1: but it's also like, not to like jump on the joke, but it's like, you know, he's like 40 year old <laughs> or looks like 40 year you know oh, I mean? old. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Who's, who's looking at, you know, this air talent and like, Oh man, you know, CNN anchor, you know?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Just getting um, Bill Murray for this movie changed so much of what it would have been. Yeah. Cause initially Danny Rubin's idea was, this was a young man story. This is like a guy in his 20s who is just getting started. When they get Bill Murray for it, and suddenly it's this cynical... He's not that much older. I mean, he's in his, what, mid-30s, I think, when they filmed this. Late 30s? I forget his exact age. Bill Murray was 42 at the time of filming. He's the guy who's been doing this too long, and Rita's new. Mm -hmm. Whereas in, in the script, the original... Rita's kind of done this before, and she keeps pushing him around, telling him to keep up and do things right. Mm -hmm. And so reversing it, it made it a much different story because he can be cynical about thinking he's too good for this and Mm -hmm. talking about having a future. The script here introduces Rita as she's competent, personable, humorous, self-assured, and very pretty. In short, a genuine princess, though Phil is too self-absorbed at this point to realize it. As she's sitting in the jump seat behind Larry and Phil listening to what they're saying like she's following their conversation and then she leans forward to join in she starts talking we don't get to hear all of it until the next minute she says I think it's a nice story he comes out and then our minute cuts off You've seen this film a couple times, you said, including once when you were younger.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know. I mean, what, what, <laughs> what is this rated? I'm trying to think what I watched it as a kid. Or... PG. PG, yeah, probably. Yeah,
0: and it came out in 93.
1: Oh, well, I was like a year old, so maybe not quite in 93. <laughs> but... <laughs> you know i mean i feel like when i when i watched this a couple years ago i don't think it was the first time so
0: yeah it's on tv every february 2nd
1: yeah it's it's one of those on tv things that you're just like yeah maybe i watched it over and over and i can't remember you know Mm. (laughs) but yeah no it's, it's definitely one i've i've seen before and i mean it's it's good i think what bothers me i just I haven't seen enough Bill Murray, but I just feel like I just—I feel like he plays himself and everything—and I just that's just not my kind of guy, yeah. <laughs> you know. I and I know I'd spoken about this in, in a podcast about this previously. I feel like the the character arc just wasn't strong enough to me. I just for film, yeah, that he was just this jerk, and then even at the end, it's like he does nice things, I guess, but it feels like it's kind of still wrong motivation. It's still maybe more Florida. yeah i just i just he's not a good guy at the end you know he's the jerk that he shouldn't be I, with. i think he's better he's better
0: i think that the fact that he is doing good things for people is a good sign but he is definitely still kind of like sarcastic yeah he's a smart ass still so he hasn't gotten all better It's not like Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. He's suddenly the best guy ever.
1: Yeah, he's not doing it out of like the kindness of his heart. He's like, let me just fine, fine, fine. Kind of everything's with rolling his eyes, you know, basically.
0: My cynical take when I first started watching this, you know, every day for my blog was that essentially he starts being good because he's run out of everything else to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Not because he thinks being good is good. Yeah. I think he might get to a point where he's doing good because he's now a better person, but he's still also a person
1: and just really trying to yeah. trying to get the girl to like him uh, yeah <laughs> it.
0: that's one read and it certainly is directed as if it's a romantic comedy so it's framed on their getting together is the end of the story it's the thing that earns him a way out
1: mm-hmm. suddenly it's popping in my head that it's kind of like ex machina that <laughs> we talked about but it's just you're just trying to get the girl yeah so you are just gonna do what you gotta do
0: <laughs> yes no that that yeah. fits <laughs> And it'll fit tomorrow too Uh, with the next movie is that yeah, that's what these movies are is regardless of the circumstance, (laughs) you're doing whatever you can to get out of it. And the sign that you're getting out is the woman likes you. Yeah. Now in the case of X machina, that still didn't, (laughs) the actual ending didn't go well. Right,
1: right, right. This one,
0: yeah. We can assume it's going to go okay.
1: Yeah.
0: We can talk about the end of the next one next time, but yeah, there's a similarity there. It's kind of the kinds of movies I like. Mm-hmm. I don't like romantic comedies generally, but a movie with romance in the middle, sure, that's fine. Yeah. As long as it's got something else going on too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the humor definitely makes it for sure.
0: hmm yeah. Anything else on this minute <gasps> in particular? There's not, Yeah. it's only minute five of these movies. There's not a lot happening just yet.
1: Yeah. That Larry guy is cute. <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Very no, nice. <laughs> and Larry is funny most of life is just junk right? it's, it's filler mm. and then there's these moments when all the randomness turns into something perfect it's like life's dropping all the bullshit for a second to show us how amazing it could be all the time if it wanted to
1: hmm. I don't know I think maybe we're supposed to become like better people no, I honestly don't even know how that could be possible.
0: I think about it. We must miss so many of them. All those tiny, perfect things are just poof, gone, lost forever. But not today.
1: That is a disturbingly inspirational idea, Mark. It's a perfect day. I couldn't have planned a day
0: like this. Well, you can. It just takes an awful lot of work. Time, time. last revision is what counts, apparently. What if we found them all? All the perfect things in this one town, in this one day, we could collect them. On this show, we do have a segment where we talk about a time loop of the week, which is some other time loop other than Groundhog Day. You had one in particular that you watched recently.
1: Yeah, so for the Time to Rewind podcast, I spoke about Shadowplay.
0: Did you do both versions?
1: Yeah, I did both versions and kind of saw those similarities. And it was about being put to death.
0: Yeah. For the listeners, Shadow Play is, let's see, in the original Twilight yeah. Zone, it is season two, episode 26. And in the 1985 Twilight Zone, it is season one. The first half of episode twenty-three because they did them in two segments per episode.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: and so they re- they remade the same story. Yeah, which apparently comes from some short story by that writer. I need to find that story.
1: Mm-hmm. And I had never seen. I mean, I'd always you know wondered. Oh, I'll, I'll try a Twilight Zone episode. It just seemed like one of those old shows I'm never gonna watch. And then I just yeah. I was pleasantly surprised that it was very you know interesting. And I I haven't yet, but I hope to see you know more episodes. I think 80s was a little it just looked a little weird to me but maybe I watched I mean I don't know I know that there's a a 2019 one now as well maybe that'll be even more you know interesting I
0: think the 80s one probably doesn't look as good because it's I don't think it's been properly released on like video
1: yeah
0: no one ever has put out mastered versions of them
1: yeah like yeah I was watching you know crappy you know YouTube version and
0: yeah it's on YouTube yeah I think every episode of it is on YouTube the 85 show yeah and so, yeah, it doesn't look as good. It's mostly the same script, but it's essentially a guy who gets sentenced to be executed for murder. And then he insists that every night when he gets executed, it goes right back to being in the courtroom and this whole thing's a dream and none of these people exist. And so it's it's a different kind of time loop than I think we've had on this show so far. Mm-hmm. It's like a purgatory sort of time loop yeah. because it doesn't end. And he can't, while he can tell a time loop is happening, he can't really change anything because he convinces them to call the governor and to try to get his day of execution, but they're always too late every time.
1: Yeah, like there was a you know fate (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i was gonna gonna say when you said purgatory time loop and i was like well you wouldn't say that for groundhog day i mean i it seemed like it for a while you know that that's kind of his purgatory
0: well yeah what on this show we're calling a phil connor's loop is essentially it's similar but there is an idea that the person getting better is a way to get released from the time loop and that's how it works right and there's a lot of time loop movies that use that version Mm. But also sometimes it's just people are becoming better because they're stuck looking at the same things. It's about just the way we look at the world. Yeah. If you're forced to be in a small town and get to know people, you're going to probably become a little nicer. Yeah. And if you're forced to get sentenced to execution every day, you're going to be nicer.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I mean, even Phil Connors went into like, you know, being mean at first and then you kind of dip back mm-hmm. up into nice.
0: The problem with uh, Adam Grant, the main character in Shadow Play, is that he can't do like the adolescent phase he can't have fun right yeah you can't be like i'm in a time loop i'm gonna take advantage of it
1: exactly yeah
0: because there's n- he's in a jail cell yeah, like, yeah he can't yeah. do anything Which should be if you know that's repeating and it's repeating a lot that would suck
1: oh yeah and, and then you, you die each time it's not like you go to bed mm-hmm. and you know wake up yeah <laughs>
0: yeah well in the 85 version or 86 i guess when it actually aired he does imply that he doesn't remember anything after they put the hood on his head. Mm-hmm. Like that's when it jumps for him. So he doesn't have to at ex- least experience his death every time, but still he's experiencing being in that jail cell and nothing is ever going to come of it. Yeah. We don't even know if he remembers, like he supposedly is in there for murder. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Does he know
0: They never discuss who he killed or why he did it. Is this a dream or is this a guy dreaming about dying? Cause he did murder someone. We don't know. Which is fun. That's the thing Twilight done does a lot where you're not even sure why the situation is happening. It just is.
1: Oh, yeah. I know there was a theory. Well, maybe he did kill someone and he's so guilty that he's just kind of Mm -hmm. dreaming about it, you know, all the time.
0: Yeah, maybe he killed someone but was never found guilty. And so he just feels bad. Yeah. And so he has this dream.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's got interesting things. There's a moment where he's trying to prove to the other people in the jail that he knows what he's talking about. And he describes walking to the chair where he's going to be executed, because in the original version, he's going to be electrocuted. In 85, for some reason, they switched it to hanging. I'm not sure why. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I I like, I mean, obviously, I like that it's more classic in the 60s, but even in the 80s, to me, all the weird outfits and big hair and (laughs) all of that. Yeah. To me, I like that it provided more context. Like, I I was uh, talking previously about like more like you know fleshed out characters Mm -hmm. uh, especially the the women in the story where you got a a bit more of who they were it wasn't just the dutiful wife she was a human being in the in the 80s version yeah yeah she didn't just go to bed
0: (laughs) i love that he gets very specific like i'll tell you what it's like you walk out of your cell past two gray doors 78 steps to the final door it's painted green like he knows every little detail of it and it's like Phil later when he's robbing the truck and he's talking about like the timing of the car and the dog and yeah it's a time loop thing it's great the the one thing that is very different from other time loops with shadow play is that there are scenes that don't involve adam grant yeah like the situation is repeating not just him and even for a dream it's weird to have scenes that you're not in it can happen but it doesn't happen a lot
1: and you can't try to dream up something you know like because you would think like like let's say you're you're dreaming about something that doesn't involve you. Like you can just be like, oh yeah. toaster, you know. <laughs> like you can try to, I think. I don't know. I've you know what, I've never real quite tried. Make whatever you want. Yeah, like, make whatever you want, but he can't even try to make the, the dream different. You no,
0: know, his only attempt really to change anything is talking to each of these guys in the jail. But the implication is that he has the same conversation every time. Yeah. And they eventually believe him, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting sort of time loop because it will just keep repeating the same way. Feels
1: like the one you could change most because you're dreaming, you know, like you would
0: think. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, if anything, we in the audience should maybe hope that it's just a dream. Right. And that he will get the chance to wake up and fix whatever it's causing it. Yeah. Or it's just some punishment that was put on him for, you know, he murdered someone. Right. In which case, we got to hope these other people aren't real. <laughs> They're not stuck going through this with them because that would suck for them. Mm-hmm. But that's why time loops are fun because you can do different angles with them. And we'll have more to talk about uh, another time loops next week as well. Okay. Where can the listeners uh, find you?
1: Yeah. So my Twitter is at podsocialite, where you can find all the podcasts that I guest on. And my TikTok is Podcast Socialite. People don't really plug their Facebooks anymore, but why not? <laughs> <laughs> my, my name is, is Alice Lauren. We can be friends and, and, and chat about movies.
0: Nice. Thank you for listening. The Groundhog Day Project Minute by Minute is just one part of an existential trilogy of podcasts. Tune in every Tuesday for Minutia X Machina, every Wednesday for more Groundhog Day, and every Thursday for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minute. Follow this show on Twitter at Groundhog Day MXM and on Instagram and Facebook at Groundhog Day Project. This has been a production of Loving Drop Studio. You can find links to more at lemmingdrops.com or join the Facebook group, Lemming Drop Studio Tour. Also, you can support all my shows at patreon.com slash lemmingdrops. Until next time. Through time. What is wrong in the end which never comes? Or which comes again and again. Laugh, lap, laughing. Like waves.
1: How I don't know. How do you sleep at night? You've never seen groundhog Day? Hmm. Yeah, you know groundhog Day is not a documentary.
0: Man, are you hungry? I haven't eaten since later this afternoon.